The views expressed in our episode are ours alone and do not represent any other organizations. Our episodes discuss internet crimes against children and cases that involve the exploitation of children and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Catfish Cops. My name is Brandon Poor. Hey, y'all. I am Tony Godwin. Thank you for oh, joining that was, us. That's a very Texas thing. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, well, um, hello from Texas. I don't say y'all, so <laughs> that's that's going to be Tony. That is um, me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we want to start off by saying, hey, we've forgotten to tell you the last couple of weeks. We have... Um, lots of merchandise available. That's true. That is very true. Website and to our merchandise section of the website of www.catfishcops.com um, slash merchandise. You can find uh, our shop area. And the great thing about the way we've set it up is we, you can go on and get our logo or our um, catfish cops um, name added to sort of anything and customize it the way you want. So yep. if you want to add a hashtag or if you want to add a font and add different things on with the logo, you can do that. Um, I will say some of our Patreon subscribers have have sent pictures of their stuff in that they've gotten. And the mugs are particularly cool looking to me. They are, I think yeah. the mugs are, are pretty awesome. Yeah, the coffee mugs are super cool. The um, And if you've never been there and you do go there, just know that when you see what artwork is available and there's a couple different versions because based on whatever color the item is, you're going to want, you may want to tweak it. So just understand you can do that on the site. Um, all you got to do is bring in the other one, delete one of them. You can resize them and do all the things that Brandon was talking about. But yeah, the coffee mugs are super cool. There's a, uh, there's some kind of special because I get an email from them, um, you know, periodically, but there's some sort of special right now on those, uh, like stainless uh, mugs or something like yeah. they're, they're at a discounted rate or something like that. I don't know. But if you're a coffee drinker and you want to um, throw the logo on there, feel free, go on over there and check it out. And um, there are stickers. You can put window decals, all sorts of stuff on. Yeah. Um, so check that out. If you haven't already and want to become a Patreon subscriber, we have several tiers for as little as, three dollars a month i think it is you yep. can become a basic um lowest tier level uh supporter through patreon and just remember that that is going back towards merchandise and um other things that we're working on to be able to present so it's not lining our pockets by any means uh it is oh, just yeah. to help support this cause let's not kid so, ourselves it doesn't even cover the fees to host this every month <laughs> <laughs> like it's ridiculous, well, but we're not it does help us. Yeah. Yeah. We, it does help us, you know, in, in, uh, terms of the merchandise and some of the other things It it sort of offsets it just a fraction, but Hey, uh, that's not what it was all about in the beginning. So we're, 
we're here just but to educate we felt everybody. Like we had to say that this week after last week's episode. No kidding. You know, we're just, if you're still with us, we're just really thankful. I apologize um, please, again. Please let you know that we, we felt immense shame over having to share that with you. Um, I took two hot showers like in a row. Like I just scrubbed <laughs> myself from head to toe. I even washed my mouth out with soap because I said so many terrible things. That's very apropos for today because, you know, today's episode, we're going to hear from an offender who wanted me to take a shower um, right oh. before things happen. So, well, wait, I'm before you you, there was something you wanted to mention, right? And we have to, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to give a, well, hang on, well, hang on. Me, I want to give wait, our little, wait, wait. I'm going to tell, hold oh. on, I'm going to set it up. Good grief, Tony. Come so on. itching to use his new toys. Yes. We are going to give you a little scenario that was brought to me. And because of that, we're going to get a section called parental tips. Parental tip. <laughs> there you go. See, gosh, he's aching to use that. I'm doing it again. That. Parental tip. There it is. So here's your parental tip for today. Um, the A friend of mine called... And I got permission to share this story because he had had just returned, he and his wife, from vacation. They left their kids with family members. um, And so they came home, and he's getting on his business computer and and saw some tabs, several tabs opened of pornography. It was adult pornography. Um, And he didn't think that his family members had done that and come to find out he called me because he said I'm afraid my 8-year-old son had searched this pornography so come to find out he uh his son was searching pokemon um and he thinks he may have been using the voice controlled search function but he was he was searching pokemon and then as 8-year-old boys do they think they're being funny and he used the term pokebutt oh boy um, which to him, I'm sure, was funny. But what he sadly learned very quickly is that that pulled up a whole bunch of tabs and it contained a lot of pornographic images. Um, so this friend called and said, like, hey, how do you talk to or how would you talk to him? So I wanted to take the opportunity for us to kind of share a few moments of, of what would we say or how would we approach that? And this is the the advice I gave to my friend who wanted to be called fanboy 69. So there you go, sir. Um, I've thrown it out there, but Tony, <laughs> share your thoughts to uh, what you think. Um, and then I'll just kind of share what I told him. Well, you know, first and foremost is I would say to uh, not hit the freak out mode, the screaming, yelling, you know, chastising and uh, number one, we're talking about an eight-year-old. And so while your gut reaction may be to yell and scream and be very mad and upset, um, I don't think that that's an appropriate way to approach it. I would have a some communication about explain to me what happened and what were you looking for and what did you do when you saw this? And I would try to be as constructive as possible. But I would also explain that these are some of the dangers that – happen when you get online and use a computer, use a device without mom or dad knowing about it. And I'm not saying he got on there without somebody's permission. He may have had permission. Um, But I would sort of, I would phrase it to be as educational as possible with the understanding that actions have consequences in, in so much that 
maybe they've lost that privilege for some period of time until, you know, we can kind of right the wrong. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But that's and that's very close to what I shared. I don't. I, I kind of gave the. I would use this as the opportunity to speak more towards these are the things that we have to be careful of online than the because I don't think um, now we are aware of research and statistics that say that kids as young as eight are being exposed to pornography um, these days. But I don't think he was searching for that and my guess is he's probably scarred for a few years from anything having to do with right. that. Um, but you, I used it as an opportunity <laughs> to say, like, these are the dangers of online um, that we have to know about and be careful about. And I also said, you know, we should be having talks about online safety, in-person safety, body safety, um, and sort of those things from a young age. Right. So it, eight years old, it should not be uncommon to be having discussion, open discussions about anything you want, you know, they want to talk to you about. Um, One thing I think we sometimes fear is kids are not able to comprehend things that we think they can't comprehend at that age. And yeah, boy, kids can, you know, you can, you can speak to kids um, like you're talking to someone older many times at young age. Now, obviously you want to be age appropriate for what you're discussing, but you certainly can use words that, that you don't may not think that they ordinarily would understand. Also, you may want to just, you know, approach it as making sure that they know there is nothing that they can do or see or say that you haven't, um, probably been around or that may shock you or, um, may, upset you. So I think sometimes kids think that, you know, well, my parent doesn't know about this thing, you know, out (laughs) there. And that's something that I've been having discussions with parents lately that, you know, it's okay to tell your kids, you're not going to shock me. Probably there are probably things that you think that I don't know that I do. That is very true. Any any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's great advice. I mean, um, it's, they're all teachable moments, you know. I mean, believe me, an eight-year-old, unfortunately, in the world we live in, he's hearing really terrible things probably at school because other kids, I, I can't even tell you, you know, some of the things my son has come home and was like, you're not going to believe what this kid said to a teacher or what said to another kid or whatever. Like, so that, you know, it's all around them when they're outside the element of mom and dad. So, um Again, I, I think yeah, it's, we say a lot, right? That kids are being raised by the parents of the friends they are around for the 10 hours they're at school each day with. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that's, you know, that can go south really fast. Depends on who they're yeah. around, you know? So it all brings up good teachable moments and talkable moments to, you know, as long as they understand, you know, the, a lot of people's tendency is to blow their stack and um, that's just not the right way to, to do it. You, your gut reaction may be to do it, but avoid it if you yeah. can. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, what do we, well, uh, what's our case study about? That was uh, really terrific. Parental tip. That was, that was <laughs> awesome. 
I just got to give another shout out to Brett Hagel, man. That guy just did some <laughs> cool work for us. I just love it, man. Yes. Hopefully our listeners like it because we've now pressed that button 40 times. So I might press it again um, <laughs> before it's over. Just, you never know. Today's randomly generated name is Kenneth Hansen. Uh, mm. That is absolutely a made up name has no relation to anyone. So if your name is Kenneth Hansen, and just know that we did not pick this out of any reason other than randomness. <laughs> right. Um, so Mr. Hansen, uh, Mr. Hansen was in his probably mid to late forties, early fifties. Uh, at the time I, I, um, happened to, upon his Craigslist post. So this takes mm. us back to that wonderful platform back in 2017, which this actually began in March, uh, sorry, in February, February 15th. In fact, the day after Valentine's day. Um, so this was not a love connection. I was going to say, I guess he didn't score a connection on the, the heart day, huh? Hmm. Nope, nope, nope. This started the day after back in 2017 and I was a 14 year old boy, um, going on Craigslist, answering an ad. And I will talk about this ad. Now, thankfully, Tony has spared in the last couple of weeks, <laughs> spared the pictures. Um, I have not been so kind. I put the full ad in it yeah, so that he could see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Thank you for that. If last, if the last episode didn't scar me enough, like this one for sure is right. This up is there. called payback. You did the last episode and made me listen to all of that horrible stuff. So now you get to see this. Um, and what are we seeing, Tony? Can you describe any of those? Uh, well, as you were sort of describing this guy, Mr. Hansen, you know, forties or early fifties, the first thing I noted is, well, that surely doesn't look like him in these photographs. <laughs> if that's the guy you're describing. And I don't know if this is him or not, but, uh, um, no, yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a series of, um, you know, not great photos attached to this ad. Um, you want me to read the ad or? Uh, yeah, let me, let me describe, first of all, the photos, the, the main photo. So if you know Craigslist, um, in an ad, you can have the primary photo and then several small thumbnails that you can click on. Well, the primary photo is of an older male, probably in his fifties or early sixties, having sexual conduct with, a much younger male, probably in his early twenties. Um, and that's, uh, important because the ad, um, speaks about that and I'll let Tony read the ad and then I'll give mm. you the title afterwards. Okay. So the ad reads, the title of it is looking for those straight by college boys needing some daddy sun time. Daddy can host now till noon. The, the, the crux of the ad reads love sucking and being sucked and eat ass and am a top role play and kink bonus kissing double bonus looking for boys like in pics. Oh, I'm sorry. Looking for boys like in pics, not of me, but if you send face pic, I will return mine. First timers under 35 are welcome. Yes. Hmm. So the, the thumbnails underneath the primary picture, which involves the older man with the younger man, the, those are all of younger men, probably in their early thirties, muscular, um, with their, you know, nude bodies and genitals present. The, the ad was titled and it was actually placed on February 14th. So maybe at the time he was looking for a love connection, <laughs> looking for then, romance. but the ad was titled daddy home alone, looking for boy. Uh, and he, it, 
it posts his age as 54. Although we know from experience that that's not always true. Right. Um, but what stands out most in this ad to you, Tony? Mm, well, right off the bat, the title in there, um, Daddy Sun Time. Okay, so that's uh, quite concerning right there. Uh, yeah. Further There's on one down. thing at the bottom that got me. Yeah, looking for boys. Uh, that's uh, not great. Um, where else? First timers under 35. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? So First timers like for sure, yeah. Anything under 35 and inexperienced. So, of course, I answered his ad. And right off, um, early on, as we typically tend to do, our ages are known. So, I told him, like, I'm 14. And, you know, I was sort of asking if his, if he was okay. And I know we've discussed this probably a thousand times. So, I hate to be redundant. But I want to show, like, how common it is. Um, and Tony's had cases. I don't know if we've covered one of your bigger cases where the guy kind of responded this way, but he, he's his response to my age. And if, if that was okay, was that makes me super nervous, very risky. And then he immediately followed up saying like, where do you live? Are you in school? Right. And I might be interested if you have a picture. Yeah. Well, it, he's not that nervous. <laughs> No, no, with, no, no, with the follow up, and right? we've talked, to, and I don't think you've shared your one of your, the case that I'm thinking about, but that's not uncommon, right? To say, no. no, no, I can't do that. You know, by the way, you know, what do you look like? Where it's, are you at? It's like uh, when you're at home on the couch watching a scary movie, and you know something scary's <laughs> coming, and you hold your hand up, but you're still looking through your fingers. It's kind of like that. It's like, oh, I'm nervous, and oh man, I I've nabbed a 14 year old. Uh, okay. Let's go forward. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, one thing you're going to hear a couple times in here is just how much he knew this was not okay. Um, because early on in our conversations, he told me, you're under the age, you're under age in the state of Texas. And if I got caught, I would go to jail big time. Um, and then the question that comes up so often, are you a cop? You know, I have to make sure I don't get caught. Because they so, think, you know, uh, if you are, you got to tell them. <laughs> That's what they all right. say. If if you ask if I'm a police officer in one of these chats, I'm required by law to tell you. So, you know, I might get in trouble because I didn't tell him in this one. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, he did ask that very upfront. Um, he talks a lot about knowing what's going to go on if he gets caught. He he talks about how down low we have to be. Um, but that doesn't stop him because as we go on, he starts talking about sexual things. Like day two into it, he starts discussing penis length, whether I'm circumcised, circumcised or uncircumcised, um, and then sending several photos of nude males and male, male genitals and asking me to let him know which one do you like best. Oh, you've got an assortment to choose from. Yes, yes. Rather like the thumbnails in his ad, he likes to make sure that there are examples of what he's discussing. So one of the things that he brings up a lot is like he's sending pictures um, and sort of getting a feel for what I'm interested in. And um, more so than most, this guy liked to write long, detailed things about what he wanted to do. And so you'll you'll hear later. Well, I may, I'm not going to read it to you. I think Tony has scarred, enough, scarred us enough lately with his email right. reading. 
but one of the things he he's very he almost writes emails like he's writing a graphic sexual novel. Oh, little little forum kind of stuff or yeah, he's kind of descriptive and just sort of writes fantasy stuff into not fantasy because I know that's what he wants it to be, but it's it's like he's telling me what we're going to do when wow. he gets to meet me. Um, so we're talking about that now. How quickly do people go right? In, how, how how quickly do one of these predators go right into discussing sexual content and and activities? So um, this one though was kind of interesting because he wanted to change from the Craigslist anonymized email directly to his personal email. Why oh. do you think that is? I mm. mean, is there any reason why? One of these guys would want to move us off of the anonymous into a personal email. Well, I mean, to me, I'm thinking, um, you know, when they stay on the anonymous on the anonymized side of Craigslist or whatever platform they're on, like they're there purposely staying there because they don't want to be uh, found out. They don't want to have the have somebody the ability to track them down. But when they when they I guess the word, what do you say? Like when they buy in, when they're like all in and saying, Hey, let me show you as a, as a, from a position of, Hey, you can trust me because look, here's my personal email. You're going to move over to this other platform. And if he's smart, he's got to know he could be caught. He could be traced, but it, it tends to tell me that he has believed quite accurately what you're, what you're selling as yourself as yeah, a kid. I wonder, I don't, I don't honestly have an answer for why. I just wondered too, if he, as we've seen before, you know, some of these predators are so paranoid thinking that Craigslist is watching that they think if we switch to another email that no one will be watching. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would just take it as, as he's, he's in, he, you know, you shot the hook out there and he bit right into it and you're reeling him up now because he's thinking, Oh my gosh, He's caught the unicorn. I've caught a 14-year-old kid. I better move this to a platform where I can, you know, uh, make this happen kind of a deal. Yes. Well, and we'll find out soon. This is not the case. But anyway, we talk about, you know, the normal talk of of sex and things that he wants to do to me and with me and, and all of the details, graphic and otherwise, that he wants to talk about. Um, through our emails, he even tells me, I hope you will give me the chance to be your first, although you won't be my first. Um, and he talks, he tells mm. me that there was another kid who said he was 18, but then after he, and I put this in quote, took his virginity, confessed he was only 14. Oh no. Mm. Yeah. So this is an, this is, you know, him telling me like, this is okay. I've done this before. Um, I love having, the opportunity of giving you your first time because I've done this with someone else. Now, here's what I kind of wonder, like generally, you know, do you think he knew the kid was 14 or the kid really said he was 18 and he only found it out afterwards because what he actually said right after that, and I put it in quotes is we used to have a blast. He was a wild one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he went into detail about how he and this guy, you know, this, this kid, uh, another child, 
um, would meet up for sexual things. And he was very adventuresome and liking like public sexual encounters and things like that. Uh, He even told me that one of the penis pictures he sent me, uh, and he sent me a number of them, was of the 14-year-old. No way. if I knew which one. Oh. Uh, And uh, so it begs the question, did you pick the right penis that was sent that was the 14-year-old's? I don't think I picked any of them. Um, (laughs) I was so disturbed by that idea. What an admission, though. Holy smokes. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll find out. There's there's more to that, but I want to talk about. Okay, so we've we've discussed before. I know the compliant um, victims, right? Kids who there are kids who, you know, for whatever reason, if it's if it's public acceptance or if it's you know they've already been through something or or whatever the reason may be, we have seen kids who have put themselves out there have said they are. Of age, right? Oh, yeah. For sure they have. And then they're not of age. We have seen kids, you know, put themselves online saying they're they're old enough and then like, but they don't look old enough and people meet. What do we see, though? And I, I've made a note here for to talk about why juries and judges don't hold predible, predators accountable in those cases as often. I, I think, honestly, it's. Unfortunately, we have to deal with some real kids who have really troubled lives, um, have really gone through some really terrible things and, you know, sort of been pushed into a direction where they have had to become adults, even though they are kids. And so I think when a jury or a judge or somebody sees that there's, here's this kid, it's like mudslinging. It's just like anything else. The you know, these defendants come in in, the, in a setting with a jury or a, or a judge and things get thrown and let's see what sticks, right? And and just like some of the myths that we've heard that were dispelled by Dr. Burke in the last couple episodes where, you know, the, the belief, if you just pulled people off the street, it, the belief is the predators, oh, I was sexually molested when I was a child, so that's why I molested or that's why I did this. And we've heard from Dr. Burke how that's absolutely not the case, not true at all in the majority of instances. And, you know, one doesn't lead to the other. And so I think it, with kids, especially when you have a challenging victim, um, unfortunately, some things are very hard to overcome. And, you know, you can put them on the stand or they can testify and or but there's going to be a lot of mudslinging and unfortunately a lot of it sticks sometimes whether it has merit or not it tends to stick yeah. well and those people who are listening you know you are if you're not in law enforcement or this field you are our community you are our jury pools you are our educators yeah. you are our voters you are the people who can actually make a difference and one thing i would I would really suggest or encourage people to think about for a time is just, you know, what kind of mindset does a 14 or a 15 year old have? You know, we don't let them, you know, drive cars without training and experience and supervision. We don't let them go out and, you know, hold a job at a, you know, a 
law firm or something like that without having sent them through school and training. We don't let them do a number of things because 14 and 15 year olds don't make good decisions some days. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, this is very, I've, I've had that case where the, you know, 14 or 15 year old puts themselves out there and then something happens. And then, you know, people say, well, you know, that they, why would they do that? And it's like, well, yeah, because think back when you're 14 or 15, what kind of dumb decisions did you make that you would hopefully not want to affect the rest of your life? Um, like some of these kids. And so I, I want to make sure that we are advocating that at least, you know, as much as we can saying that these are still kids, um, they're making bad decisions and that we need to hopefully reach out to our legislators and our judges. And when we're, you know, in those chances to be in, in a place where we can say, Hey, that was a kid and they are still the child. Right. And this adult has to be the adult. Uh, sometimes I think that we lose sight of that in these cases. Yeah. It seems to get lost in translation a little bit. Yeah. And it frustrates us because we know, like we've seen the ramifications and the bad things that can happen because of it. And then we, we see the stupid things that kids do, but, but we know like, Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna take a toll. And we want the predators who are the guilty parties in this. They, you know, we sometimes want to say, well, well, that 14 year old, you know, has to take some of the blame. I've heard that before. And yeah. I'm like, no, that, that, that's not the case. It's not about me, victim the, blaming at all. No, the adult is the one who needs to be the adult, right? It's supposed so, to be <laughs> back to, What's that? Supposed They're supposed to be, right? to be, yeah. Well, speaking of that predator, Mr. Hansen, um, talking about uh, the thrill of, you know, public masturbation and things like that. So he actually directs me as this 14-year-old to go out into a park um, and to pull down my, my pants and, and to masturbate in a public park because it would be a th- it would be a thrill and such a sexual excitement. It would lead to an experience I've never had before. How, how was it? <laughs> uh, I didn't do that. Thank you. Oh, um, I'm, okay. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to wrong story. Be the person in your emails. <laughs> so, uh, he did though, continue to acknowledge that if he got caught, it would mean harsh punishments. You think? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's so funny though, to me, like, it's like, you know, he's going that the pendulum we talked about with your guy last week, this guy's got the, you know, sexual fantasy to this could go very wrong pendulum swinging back and forth. And it just kind of hits briefly and goes back the other way. Right. Um, so he said, but as we talked, we keep talking. And, and in March of 2017, he tells me I'm going to be on TV later this day, that day. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to be on the news. Holy smokes. I'm like, really? For what? And he tells me, he's like, oh, they did a news story. They interviewed me. And he offers to send me the link to the news story after it airs. Oh, please do. But he warned me, like, this will give my real name, my real location. So I have to be careful. You have to make sure that, you know, everything's deleted um, and that no one can find anything if you are going to know who I am. Crisscross applesauce, baby. I promise. (laughs) did not send the link. Oh, Uh, but fortunately, you know, me, Brandon, I did get to see the news story and confirm 
that he was, in fact, who I thought he was already because I had already done my research. Um, and so I was able to know when he did come on the news and I recorded the news segment as part of my case to show <laughs> that it was corroborating what he was telling me uh, in our talks. Oh, that's greatness. So he was on the news. I, I had already identified him, but it was a really good way to both show that he is who he says he is. He is in the talks, you know, telling me that he's going to be on the news and then he was. Wow. Um, and to confirm my my identification. So he nice. was uh, interviewed about, I think, what they were calling at the time the bathroom bill. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember there were some, uh, there were some articles out about all that. Yeah. So, uh, as we continued discussing our, our plans, he brought up getting a hotel room to take me to. Um, and he actually brought up that and then started into a legitimately probably six email diatribe of what he wanted to have happen. And so I made the joke earlier about the towel, you know, the hot shower. His idea was he wanted me to take you know, a really long hot shower and then come out in a towel and then just drop the towel and and then he would tell exactly what kind of things he was going to do in great detail. Oh I, have sh I have spared you and our listeners after last week to Thank you. <laughs> reading the email because he goes into great graphic detail and I didn't think you'd want all that. <laughs> I am very appreciative, as are the listeners who are probably still haven't come back from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this the I'm just talking to myself this week. No one's even listening this one. Um, but I will say he planned to meet me down the street from where I lived, take me to a hotel, and I did want to share this quote because I you know, I thought just so nice of him. He wrote, I want to open your world to things you had no idea existed and let you spread your wings and fly. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had music here because that would have been a great moment for some oh, uplifting man. song. That's a, <clears throat> that is, that's a quote right there, buddy. So here's where it takes a little turn. Um, and so he sends me a link to um, a local high school, one of the high, high schools around this area, one of their, um, profile pages for one of the, the varsity basketball players. Um, and he says, you know, would you just, I want to tell you something, but I want, don't want you to get mad. Um, I, you know, basically he used the term sucked him off yesterday. He said, basically saying he performed oral sex on this guy yesterday. Um, and said he's like 17 or 18 now, but I've been meeting and doing sexual things with him since he was 15 or 16. Oh, wow. Um, so, of course, there, you know, the panic starts of like, okay, we've got to act because this guy has real kids that he's meeting. Um, at this point, we decided to, we did confirm that he is, you know, over 18 now, or he was 18 at the time, I think. And so we decided to get this guy in custody before we made contact with him because he was an adult. Um, but, you know, that, of course, puts the pressure on. And so as we continue talking about meeting, he starts telling me the same things that, you know, the normal instructions that we always get from our predators um, before a meeting. He's telling me don't masturbate for several days. You know, he wants me to store up things and and prepare for him, so to speak. Oh, um, similar to uh, eating pineapple and the, the previous yes. advice we got. Yeah. <laughs> 
we've seen that one before, right? <laughs> you know, don't do this, but do this. You know, he's what giving me the, the instructions. What was the pill? What was it? I can't remember now off the top of my head. But. Oh yeah, the uh yeah, the anxiety pill, right? The like uh <laughs> under the, the tongue thing. Under the tongue. Yeah, boy. I didn't get quite that detail or or instruction from this one, but Mr. Hansen wasn't quite as advanced in his knowledge of, of sexual predation, apparently, <laughs> right. as that one was. Um, but he did, as he describes, when I say that six email description, I mean, it is a graphic novel. It's like, you know, what's that um, Fifty Shades of of Hansen is what this one would be called. <laughs> right. So that's that's what this title is 50 shades of hansen um he describes in great detail and then he asked like same sentence he's going into such graphic detail and then says you're not a copper to catch a predator or something right oh, that's what you say yeah <laughs> so, my brother chris is about to come join you and talk have a talk with you <laughs> i'm like help yourself to some milk and cookies um but no i you know i i had to Tell him that I was a cop, you know, because I have to by law. And so he still showed up um, as the, as Tony says, we, you know, brought a bunch of guys out dressed in their fancy, fancy pants and party socks to uh, arrest Mr. Hansen the day that he showed up. And I will say for all of the preparation that we do, you know, he wanted me to meet down the street from where I lived at a, like a gas station kind of thing. And then he was going to pick me up and take me to this hotel. Um, and for all of the preparation and we're thinking like, you know, this guy's going to be watching for us and all that stuff. He drove right into the parking lot, oblivious <laughs> to all of the cops, you know, in and around that area and drove through the parking lot into a nearby business, um, practically into their drive through where he was stopped, uh, and arrested. Of course, you know, he did not want to talk to us as is typically the case with our predators sometimes they don't want to talk yeah. to us but thankfully he made a number of jail calls while he was in jail i gotta and love that yeah so that's that's an interesting one i would play them but it might give away who he is to someone who you know who may know him so i'm trying to be nice but i will tell you that he's talking to a man in the jail calls that we believe is his significant other um and he's telling that man you know he's been arrested and this man says, why? And he said, you know why? My addiction. I'm in jail because of it. And the man asks, was it a kid? And Hanson says, I thought it was. It was a sting. And then the man says, Ken, we've talked about this. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So we've already got this great admission that this is not the first time, nor is it something new to him. He has this addiction. So in the second call... The man asks Hanson uh, if he did it the usual way or a new way. Oh, and Hanson boy. says the usual way. And then he goes on to speak about finding a counselor and going back to his meetings, which is interesting because I didn't remember that until later. One of our colleagues who works these cases around here as well was alerted to some guy saying in a meeting about how he is you know, attracted to young boys and he called me and said, hey, I saw that you arrested this guy. He's having these conversations. I was like, yeah, I think that now he's just talking about what he's done in the past, not, you know, future plans. So uh, hopefully uh, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, those plans well. changed after failed attempt two or something. Well, and, you know. He has that opportunity, but you'll see in a moment. But we did reach out to the mail that Hanson referenced. Um, 
But as we can understand, I can understand, he's an adult. He does not want any part of the investigation. Um, and so we're sort of done at that point wow. with having, you know, any sort of follow up with him. Mm. So, uh, Mr. Hansen, I will say, uh, is able to go to those meetings because he was given 10 years deferred probation deferred and deferred. And he will be on registry until 2039. Um, which shocked me because I didn't realize that there would be an end of the date. Um, but the takeaways I took from this, uh, no, a couple things. First of all, um, I know we said this and I just want to reiterate it to our listeners. You are the community and you, um, we hear from you sometimes like, I can't believe that was given whatever, you know, our hope is that we educate and, um, and make aware and protect kids um, so that it never happens. But we also want to educate and let people know like, hey, if you don't agree, you know, you have the ability to make your opinion known. But absolutely, he, he was given probation. And just there are a lot of things that go into that. And sometimes the factors are such that probation is appropriate. Sometimes, you know, it's just it's unfortunate. So. Um, mm, that is unfortunate. Interesting. Yeah, I I thought of all people, this one, you know, might have needed something more substantial because clearly he's got a problem that he's acknowledged having in the past and is not doing much to fix it. Um, but my other takeaway was I let a detective in the jurisdiction where the um, potential victim live contact him, uh-huh. and I wish I had done that myself. Maybe yeah. the outcome would have been the same and maybe it wouldn't have. I don't know. But I, I do feel like as long as they're somewhat um, reachable, you know, time frame wise for me to be able to go in person, uh, I wish and I have changed that aspect in the in the future cases that if there's a victim that needs to be contacted, I want to do it yeah. because I want them to know like, hey, I'm going to walk through this with you and be there as the um, contact and point of reference in case you need anything. And, and that's something that, that we didn't do in this one because we let the local jurisdiction take over. Um, and it's not that they did anything wrong. It's just, I feel like that should be something we do myself. I don't, your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you on that one. It's, you know, whatever, call me a control freak or whatever, but, uh, you know, we've been cops a long time. And so I base my, if I'm within range of being able to get to that person so that I can do it, I'm doing it all day long. Uh, because I've just seen, and I'm not saying that, that they did anything wrong. Cause I have zero knowledge of any of that. I'm just saying, I just would rather do it myself. I, I'm not a big fan of the way a lot of people do their interviews. And so I would just, if it's going to go South, I'd rather it go South with me having full knowledge of everything rather than piecemealing together or hoping that the person I'm having do that for me, you know, can cover everything that the way I would cover it, which is. Well, yeah. Cause we know the details yeah. and also we care. Like when we've been talking to one of these guys for months at a time, we right. know how dangerous they are. Um, we get a feeling for that. 
So we may need to be the ones that share that perspective. And, and I wish I had done that. Looking back, I, I wish I'd done that. That's just something that now. Was it know, just uh, super far away, like a many hour drive kind of thing or? No, it was probably an hour drive, but oh. it was just, I think it was just so much going on that I, I trusted the jurisdiction to do it. Uh, again, I don't think they did anything wrong. I just, now I wish I'd done it myself. So that's yeah. my, that's my takeaway. Anything that you want to comment on, feel free. Uh, you know, I mean, it. I I can't wait until the recording is over so I can ask you again because I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it over, but I'm really curious who who the person was, <laughs> as I'm sure most of the <laughs> listeners are. But uh, yep. sorry, you don't get to know. Too bad. Um, <laughs> well, I, maybe if you come to one of our in person trainings, you will. Yeah, uh, maybe you will get to know. Yeah, the other part is, uh, and you know, not to belabor things that we haven't already talked about in the past, but come on probation. What's going on? Like, come on. <laughs> the, yep. the give a shit needs to be higher than a footprint. I'm sorry. It just needs to yep. be, you know, like these guys are no angels. And especially with just what little bit you've shared with us. Cause I know it's just a tip of the iceberg of what really was, you know, part of the whole case. Um, like, come on, geez, yeah. Louise. Yep, that's why Let's I do say better. Like, we don't have the ability to to make changes to that. That is only something the community can weigh in on. And so, yeah. you know, if you feel like that needs to be changed, then I say take that as your reason to try and change it. Go forth and do great things. That's what I say. <laughs> that's your parental tip. <laughs> that's uh, right. Oh, oh, you almost gave me the chance to hit it. I almost did it. I knew he was just aching for an opportunity to use his new button. So I will give him the opportunity to use his, you know, closure button here momentarily and just say, thank you so much for listening to, uh, this case study, please follow us on social media, reach out and email us at, uh, catfishcops 5.0 at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, yeah. uh, if it's about the emails Tony read last week, just know I've already chastised him. So you can just leave that one <laughs> off of my email. Um, but you know, reach out to us, follow us on social media, spread the word, tell your friends to follow us. The more we get people listening, the more we spread the opportunity for, uh, protecting a child online. And if we save or protect one more kid, and that is uh, more than enough for us to say we've yeah, done amen. a good job. And, you know, just so. to, the very last thing, and then I'll uh, get us out of here, is we said a while back, or actually Brandon said a while back, that if we got our Instagram followers to, I forget what the number was. We said 500. That we had a special gift for, uh, we're going to randomly select uh, one of our our followers. So I don't know where we're at on that, but we're going to follow up on it today to we're figure it like out. Just under 300. Oh, so you okay. know, you've got a couple more to go, so you better start spreading the word. If you want a gift, we got cool stuff. So, uh, we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Catfish Cops podcast, brought to you by Brandon Poor and Tony Godwin. For additional information and available resources, please visit our website, www.catfishcops.com, and click on the resources link. 